words unsaid. Just lonely feelings locked away in my head. I trap myself further every time I stay quiet. I should start to speak. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Consensus Podcast, a podcast with eight black and mixed race women from four major political parties in the United Kingdom. I'm Tosin Adedaya, I'm a Conservative Party member and I've got with me three stunning and intelligent young women. (laughs) (laughs) So we have... Um, Julia, Julia Ogieho, um, Lib Dem member... Councillor and soon to potentially be MP for oh, Camberwell and Packer. Sorry. Come on. That's wicked. Good. And then there's me, Aziz Minot. I am a Green Party member and I've just recently been elected actually as the chair of the Greens of Colour Group. So Yay. Oh, oh, hello. Very, oh. very, very well done. Everyone's been up to a lot of stuff <laughs> this summer. <laughs> and we have a newbie. Hello. Hi, I'm um, Des Ibukwe. I'm a Labour Party member and journalist. Welcome. Hello. Nice to have you here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so just get involved in the conversation if you would like to, um, using the hashtag, hashtag Consensus Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore consensus underscore. So today we have... Three different topics we'll be discussing. Mm-hmm. They're all actually quite meaty. So let's try and see what we can do with them. So much has been happening. Yes. Too much has been <laughs> happening. <laughs> but then we were joking about this yesterday that we've been saying that for the past three week, three years. Like, oh, this is so unusual time. Extraordinary times. But actually... Uncharted it's, it's, territory. Yeah. And it's just like normal life now. So... Yeah. And true. And nothing actually has happened. So, <laughs> happened in the yeah, last three years. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. Well... So we'll be starting off with party conference because three of us went to party conference and Mm -hmm. actually this year's party conference, I think, was significant. Obviously, we've been hearing talks about potential autumn general election and I think this year's party conference probably was set in, was a a platform for the parties to sort of set out what would be in their manifesto and try and sort of draw um, as many voters as they could um, with their new policies. So perhaps it might be helpful for some of our uh, listeners to actually describe or um, what a party conference is and why we go to party conferences and what we do there. So Julia, Aziz, would you like to... Yeah, sure. So um, as I said, I'm a member of the Green Party and I've been going to conference since 2015. Um, And essentially it happens twice a year. So you might have um, a spring conference and you have an autumn conference. And generally autumn conference is like the bigger one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where all the different members and people who may be supporters of a party come down to hear about different policies, listen to the leaders and also have like fringe groups where you get to discuss other issues that are related to policies that that particular party likes um and then at the same time you might have groups that want to talk about their interests at that point I'm being quite loose just because essentially they just have a stall um Mm. and they might be petitioning MPs to listen in or hear more about their issue that they care about Mm. um and yeah it's a time where you can make policy at some of some different political parties but also it's a time to just meet other members from up and down the country um because it's national um yeah, okay. I, think so. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Julia, anything else to add? No, I think that's a perfect um, explanation. Um, I think one of the core part of conference is where all the parties decide or agree upon their policies. Mm. And that's what eventually ends up in a manifesto. So you usually have like um, a policy department in a party mm. and they've probably spent months discussing, researching, and then they'll bring sort of the final piece to members or because Tories, you guys do yours mm-hmm. separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the Lib Dems, you bring that and then members can debate it mm. and then members vote on that. Yeah. And who, if it passes, then it becomes our party policy and it becomes part of our messaging. And yeah. if there's an election... Um, it's in our manifesto and that's yeah. what we use. That's that's brilliant. Des, I know that you haven't been to party conference before. No. 
So um, do you have any idea of how the Labour Party conference works? Um, I suppose I have a general kind of idea. It's kind of akin to what you were describing. Like, um, it's like the supreme decision-making body. Mm. Um, and uh, people, delegates vote on policy and then that becomes part of the manifesto. So it's a real democratic exercise. Yeah. Um, well, for some parties. Well, yeah, some well, parties. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm actually curious. Say, y'all looking curious. at me. There is, <laughs> I, in a way, I'm jealous. Like, the Conservative Party conference, sometimes it just feels like, Party conference for businesses. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Like, we get lots and lots of people in blue suits walking around, feeling important, um, talking. Uh, usually, more. It's, I actually think of it as more of a lobbying yeah. <laughs> opportunity for businesses when it comes to the Tory party conference. You do get a lot of um, organizations going there to meet with um, ministers and meet with MPs. Um, you don't necessarily get the sense of that sort of membership feel. Oh, really? So, no, I, I personally don't. Um, like, when you go into the halls, it's usually speeches mm-hmm. and there's no real... There's, you don't really vote on anything. You don't really have any say in government policy. Really? It's just... Yeah, it's just, like... Is mm. it kind of like a soap? Because the Tories that I know, like, they kind of... Think it's like a massive social it event. Is like like social. People, they drink this a lot. Year, this year more so. <laughs> this year more so. They're drowning it's, their sorrows. It's, yeah, literally. It's so. It's well. They won't call it sorrows. They, trust me. Nobody looks sorrowful at the Tory party conference, apart from me. But um, <laughs> this year was very, very weird and different. Mm-hmm. I think with Boris, because obviously he has great following with the membership, and they love him. He's like a celebrity. And even last year's party conference, when Theresa May was there, everyone, no one was in the hall. Everyone was like at the Boris Johnson fringe which is like, was far far away from the main hall and there were queues for hours people mm-hmm. wanted to see him so he has that celebrity status and having him as um, prime minister ugh, people were going nuts mm-hmm. I mean it was like when I was in an, I was in um, an amnesty um, fringe around human rights and next door was this like Brexit fringe but with I think one of those you know, right wingers in the party. And it was like young people going, yeah, and like singing. And I was like, this feels like a Labour Party conference. I'm not going <laughs> to like. like Beyonce and, of the Tory yeah, party. Yeah, literally everyone was going <laughs> crazy. And I was like, wait, I felt so out of place at this party conference. I have to admit, like it was a lot, there were lots of crazy people that I knew at university and I've, I saw them again. So. Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah, for me, obviously the Lib Dems I wanted like, to get out of conference. <laughs> trust me. I was like, I need to get out of this place. No, it, yeah. I, you know, Lib Dems are on art. Yeah. Like the general mm. mood, everyone were super happy. The number of press is, we haven't seen that much press since mm. before, you know, coalition days yeah. and during Clegmania. Yeah. And then now the were press. Wait, wait. Every- you say Clegmania? Clegmania. Clegmania. Oh. <laughs> Clegmania. Is that a disease? Wow. <laughs> no, during you got Clegg. the Clegg. <laughs> after, um, the Clegg's heydays, um, after he w- took part in a. Um, yeah. Hostins and then he was like everyone loved it. When he was like the Kennedy, right? Oh, he was the good-looking one of yeah. all the leaders. But yeah, and it, it was nice to see that level of press. Um, everyone was really happy. Um, Wait, hold on, just for the listeners, mm. tell us why. Like, what what is different about late? Um, sorry, Liberal Democrats now, and mm. what happened just before the conference mm. that has made it so. I guess I think interesting. For us, um, we've just off the back of the EU elections where we got went from one MEP to 16 mm. and we got the second results. In areas of London, mm. we were beating Labour two to one in the EU elections. We got the best ever local election results where we returned so many councillors. Mm. Our membership was surging, mm. like the highest number of members And you've got new had. members. New, mem- new Lots MPs. Lots of new members exactly. and MPs. Was yeah. um, so, Swinson leader by this point? No. Did she, no, so this is right became, before. Just right before. Okay, yeah. So she became leader um, in July, actually. Right. So a day before Boris became um, prime minister. And also as well, I think for once, our messaging, people know what we stand for. Mm. So we were getting cut through. It wasn't yeah. just the two main parties anymore. The Libs are part of that. Yeah. So everyone was really excited to go mm. to conference and meet all the new members and new friends. So let's talk about that when you talk about um, clear messaging. So obviously the Lib Dems came out very strongly at the conference mm. that they were going to revoke Article 50 mm-hmm. if they were in power. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's controversial. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, <laughs> you know, democracy, hello. Oh my God. Um, well, okay, well... well <laughs> 
The act of a general Back election is a democracy. If we do win, that is a clear mandate and that is a democratic mandate. If we win on a clear message that we're going to revoke Article 50, that in itself is a democratic But why act. would... So you're... you're, you're um, Okay, so you're using democracy to undermine democracy in the fact, in the sense that people <laughs> have already voted. No, no, no. People have already voted. Fifty-two percent of people voted to leave the European Union. But then, However, you're just deciding because your members want it that that's what you're going to do. No, I think it's more about when people voted. They, they what we know now, we did not know then. Uh, uh, no, 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 I voted no, no, to no, leave. No. I know. <laughs> I'm saying that's mainly what. Okay. You know what the what people have been saying. Okay. Yeah, that is There's true. a massive surge of the remainer now mm. of thousands of people that did vote to leave or are now remainers, and you know they say they they didn't know what they now know. But that's arguable. and they want that that, But then, then why um, revocation in lieu of a second referendum, for example? Because he mm. can't, you can't it's take not it. Not in lieu. We're still. Um, uh, advocating for a second referendum. Right, so it's we not revo- it's not it's not revocation instead no, no. of in like if you get elected is you still will go if through the a, proper channels. Exactly. Like, if okay. there's a general election, no 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 if there's a general election and we won on the basis that we want to revoke Article 50, mm-hmm. that in itself is a mandate to revoke Article 50. So you wouldn't have another referendum? No, no. If we don't have an election, we will continue advocating for another referendum, which is what we're doing. So there's a mass there's a, a, a nuance there. So at the moment, we're advocating for a people's vote. We have been from the very beginning. That doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, say, I don't know, Labour got its act together and decided to fight for a second referendum, yeah. of course, we're going to be advocating for us to remain in the EU. Mm-hmm. But if, say, we didn't get a second referendum mm-hmm. and an election is called, our mandate would be, our messaging would be to revoke Article 50. Okay. And if we won on that basis and mm. we then form a government, uh-huh. that is a clear mandate. Yeah. I mean, it's fa- it's a fair point. Um, but I guess I'm quite intrigued as to what Labour's position is because... <laughs> <What essentially>, is <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Go on, take it away. Um, I don't actually know. So, so at um, Labour conference, there was a vote in which um, the... Uh, someone jump in if I'm... If, if I'm Incorrect, but the way I understood it is that they decided to be neutral. Come um, a um, campaigning for a second referendum, mm. um, I kind of I understand the reasons. It's politically expedient for um, Corbyn to do so. Mm-hmm. One because of um, kind of Labour leavers, which is a real thorn in the side of the party, and yeah. also because of his general like okay, ideology. Yeah, <laughs> like he is a he believes that is a capitalist. Blo- well, he said in the past that you know is a capitalist block. There's some. Um, issues with um, unelected European commissioners mm-hmm. and da da da. Um, so I understand it, and like as um, so, I, it's un- sometimes it, it can appear unclear. Well, it <laughs> um, is unclear because the majority of Labour Party members want to remain. Like they want to. I mean, so, sorry, they want. To, yes, I've confused myself. Yeah, they, the majority of Labour Party members want to remain. So why won't the Labour Party leadership just? Do what its mem- what its members want, rather than I mean, in a way, dally, where the Lib Dems have actually said this is what they want to do, and that's fair enough. At sure. least you know going into general election what you're voting for. But with mm. Labour at the moment, you don't know what you're voting for. So why should right. somebody vote for the Labour Party as opposed to the Lib Dem? Well, I suppose now we know that it's neutral. I mean, like it is a is a broad church onto which you can cast your own aspersions. Like you can have the people that are Labour leavers kind of do what they need to do, and also the people that are like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not a fudge, mm. um, but it's understandable why he'll do it. I don't. I I think as as a labour supporter myself, like I find myself quite like um, I swing to and fro. Yeah. So I find it like because I'm like an eternal. Um, I don't say pragmatist, but like I I don't know because I can mm. I can always kind of see what's yeah. going on. And like I said, it's politically expedient. Like it's. Um, Many socialists don't believe in the European Union. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I just fudged it. Oh my no. God. I, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a true Labour. No. Thank you. Ask, um, a somewhat obvious question in that do you think Labour's um, position on Brexit would be a lot more clear if? You didn't have Corbyn. Okay, so yes. So this is something I've thought about a lot mm-hmm. um, because um, Corbyn is a, is one tenant of Corbynism. Mm-hmm. Um, Corbynism can, I believe, people may disagree with me. I believe that Corbynism can continue without 
Corbyn. Corbyn yeah. Um and it's, okay. it's it may have to it may happen because obviously now we have um Corbyn. I don't know, there was something I I read something briefly that he was thinking of stepping down or something. Yeah, and if he loses the general if he mm. loses the general yes. election, um, he step down. So that's one tenet of Corbynism and you can't you can't like getting rid of um Jamie Corbyn's like pulling it like the tail off of a lizard, like it's just gonna grow back. Uh-huh. Not that it's a lizard, I love you know, I love you momentum. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. I love you guys. Because <laughs> it's like Thatcherism, Blairite. Yeah, yeah, and no, it's, it's that's good. And it's still reverberating me. within the party. Yeah, like yeah. obviously some people are angry and have defected, and you know, you have one of them. Mm-hmm. Um but um so I don't think Corbyn's really gonna getting rid of Corbyn's really gonna solve anything. Um and um, yeah, we're probably going to get onto the cross-party stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and well, I was, because you were talking, uh, Julia, I was thinking, so then if if the Lib Dems are currently, you're not, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to <laughs> I'm get sorry, back to you. I'm sorry to get back to you. But if the Lib Dems currently are, 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 not, are not going to win a general election, mm. right? First past the post system and all that stuff. I mean, um, we shouldn't so, be judging anything. At I'm moment. just saying. Well, cur- currently polling shows you're not likely to win the general election. But if you if you so if you definitely want to remain and that's something that you're pushing, mm. why not join with Labour? I mean, the SNP have said they want to join with Labour. I think the Green have said Mm-mm. they'd they'd want to have it. Have <laughs> so, Carolyn, not on my watch. So, to the minority <laughs> government talk. The government yeah, but of it's, national it, it also has to be based on the fact that they are going to recognise and take climate change really seriously, like climate crisis really seriously. And okay. we can't at this moment even say that either of Labour or Conservative or even Lib Dems will actually take Which it as seriously, seriously as, right. as we need to. It's not like a joke. So mm-hmm. we're not willing to compromise our values based on propping up a government but or then supporting the it based on said a that point. it would only be for about three days. So you're propping up a minority. Just, well, that's what... Okay. That's what the motion said, just to, to to ensure that we don't leave without a deal. So the thing is, let's go back to that. Oh, going into Brexit. Yeah. Um, Corbyn, the, it's just numbers. Corbyn hasn't got a majority to lead a government of national unity. It's as simple as that. Mm. There are many Labour MPs who will not support yeah. Corbyn. Mm. And then you have the Tory rebels who will not support Corbyn. Of course not. Which is why the Lib Dems aren't saying we don't want a national unity government with Labour. We'll just say we don't, don't want it under it. Corbyn. So we've suggested other people. We've suggested Ken Clark. We've suggested Harmon. We've still suggested Margaret Beckett. So if anything, if Corbyn really cares about not leaving with a no deal, he should maybe step down and allow this to happen. Because those leaders, those suggested leaders have said that they will take this on. Mm. And also as well, if you have to look back, look back at we are a party, I'm not saying we're not clean on this, but Labour's view on anti-Semitism and the way the Jewish people feel being a member of Labour yeah. and they would have hounded people out. We're basically selling our soul because yeah. we don't want Brexit it's to happen. Mm. It's just like us saying, we're going to go into, a, 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 I'm not going to, but I just realized I might be going too far. But two simple things. Corbyn hasn't got the number um, mm. to command a majority in the parliament so nothing will get done. And... He should step down and allow the alternatives. That so you don't want to, but it's kind of like you guys don't want to compromise and we also don't want to compromise, but it's more... No, like, we do want to compromise. We just don't think Lab- um, Corbyn, and he's proven okay. himself to not be someone who is willing to stop Brexit. Why would we now then trust him? Especially when he hasn't got the numbers. Okay, so with all that being said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to harp too much on Jeremy Corbyn. Because we actually haven't even spoken about the Conservatives. Oh yeah, sorry guys. I'm sorry. The reason why I'm laughing is because, you know, just before conference, there was so much um, furore in the party about if you are an MP and you don't support the current government, bye. Like, mm-hmm. you can't stand again. So how do you feel about that no, approach that was taken I within think the party? That was a muzzle. About it. Um, <laughs> yeah, what you say now. Yeah, well, exactly. Well... I I did not agree with the Prime Minister's position. I thought that that was ill-thought. I thought that that was um, divisive. Mm. I don't think that as a Prime Minister who's been imposed for, what, three weeks and or two weeks probably at that point, to start kicking people out of the party, people who have been in the party, like like someone like um, Nicholas Soames, who's been in the Man, party for a like... Whole, a whole like, Winston Churchill. Like, <laughs> He was in the party before, Bye. before I was even a thought. Like my parents hadn't even thought about 
having a child <laughs> and he was he's been an that MP so and to kick somebody out because of one vote when Johnson has consist well had voted against Theresa May's deal and had spoken out against it I thought that that was I I didn't agree with that and I didn't I didn't I didn't feel comfortable at that point to say I'm a member of the Conservative Party because then I felt like I had to start watching what I was saying yeah. mm. um, and my own thinking. I feel like that was being policed at that time. Mm. And I think that's very, very... It's dangerous. Unconservative. Mm. Mm. We've always prided ourselves as being the party of liberalism and freedom of thoughts and just like a party that promotes freedom in general and, and freedom of expression. And, and the idea that its own MPs cannot right. express... What the will feel. of the people as well. It's At, not even just them, it's that, the will of the people. Time. Do you yeah. worry about like, because I think there was like, so um, Boris came in like all guns blazing, Dominic Cummings was there like ready mm. to like, you know, just rumble. Yeah, yeah. like he was, he's like on crud Let's constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you worry about that kind of bullishness? Because like even before, even like during the leadership race, there was that whole thing like people were getting hounded yeah. um, by the Johnson camp. But do you mm. worry about that kind of like, that's kind of, um, Indicative or like I don't know, yeah, indicative of like the the entire like kind of Cummings regime. I don't know if it, if I'm like, do you worry about that? There was that kind of a concern for you. Um, I I, mean, I got a sense of that at conference, right? Where right. it felt sort of like it felt like there was that clickiness again, um, where it was these are the people who support Boris and these are his his inner caucus and everybody else not really invited to the party. Mm -hmm. It did feel very much like that, where on the Theresa May, I thought the party sort of, whilst it was difficult politically sort of outside of the party, but in the party, I felt that it was... It was sort of karma. I felt like it was inclusive. Mm. Um, People were trying to think outside the box, but I think now we're sort of going back to the Conservative Party pre-Cameron. And it's, you know, all the good work that Cameron did. I think I I would say that I'm a Cameron baby. I came into the Conservative Party because I really liked the the policies and ideologies that David Cameron and George Osborne had. And I feel now that perhaps we're steering away from that. To Boris Johnson's credit, I think, which we're going to talk on now, he does want to show that he's not that person and he's just that person on this one particular issue, which is Brexit. But actually he wants to show that he's a one nation conservative. And that's why he was really pushing for this Queen's speech to set out his domestic policy agenda. So I think it's a good time for us to talk about the Queen's speech, which um, took place yesterday. We're recording this on Tuesday, the 15th of October. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, people. Thoughts. Do you agree with Boris and with Corbyn that this was just... A le- um, manifesto launching by the Conservatives What do you think is these? I think what the Conservatives are trying to do Is rebrand themselves mm. um, As you just ju- as you just outlined To be a party that is appearingly for the people um, I'm not going to be a fool to it Because at the end of the day One, he doesn't have enough votes And enough support in the House To even see these things through And some mm. of the things that they even brought up, um, I think, are contradictory and just apparent that they don't actually understand the deeper issues. So, for example, um, they were talking about longer sentences, longer Mm -hmm. prison sentences. It was only last year that we were, the nation had agreed and understood what public health approach actually was. Mm. Now, you can't say that you want to reform... um, society and in the criminal justice system and only address the criminal justice system if you are looking at um, sentencing. The public health approach clearly talks about, you know, having a holistic view on why people go into crime, Mm -hmm. stopping those sort of push factors that lead people down that route. And so Mm -hmm. to me, and someone who had worked on the public health approach from the London Assembly, I was like, "Mm, this doesn't feel like the progressive discussion that we were having before. Mm. So to what extent do you really understand the issue? Um, and then on the point about voter ID registration, oh I mean, this can be controversial for so many different people. So I'll I quickly tell you. So they said that they want to make sure that people have ID when they go to vote, right? Mm. Um, and I think in in some ways that's not too confusing because a lot of people actually think they need to go with that piece yeah. of letter that you get in the ballot box. So it's yeah. like, all right, cool. 
But the issue around the reason why they wanted to do it was um, supposedly because they wanted to reduce election fraud, which is not even... It's not even a thing here as much as other countries. And also, I remember... So I even had to research this today because I... I remembered that the Electoral Commission was investigating the Conservative Party mm-hmm. for misappropriating funds, mm-hmm. whether whether they should have been like paid at for out of their local party budget mm-hmm. or whether they should have been paid out of their national party yeah. budget. That investigation went on for a year mm-hmm. and then the Electoral Co- Commission found the Conservative Party to be guilty yeah. and had to pay £70,000. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's rich coming from the party who wants to crack down on electoral fraud and you were technically convicted so, of electoral fraud, fraud. Yeah. do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. so I'm just like yeah and also like right. wasn't it like they trialed it last year like with the local elections yeah. and there was yeah. there was like 819 people that got turned away oh yeah. really because of it and it cost like 1.7 mil or something yeah. and those people didn't didn't come back no ID. so that's yeah. just like like wh- why you like it's fine it people to vote <laughs> and that is the concern the people that they want to not vote and the people that will feel away having to go and get their IDs are those from poorer backgrounds, ethnic minority people. Yeah. So I don't trust it. No, I never do. I. You know, because now, even if you forget to take your um ballot paper, yeah. you still vote. Yes. You get turned away. You don't go back. Mm. Especially under the guise of the hostile environment exactly. where someone is thinking, I'm going to be reported. It's not happening. I also, just it. just on a point about um, voting as well, I mm. feel like before we're talking about voter ID, why are we not talking about how the election process actually works? Like, why is it not on a day that's a bank holiday? Why is yeah. it not um, a day that, you know, it really encourages people, people to come out yeah. on, a, on a weekend or whatever, like when they're not working um, or over two days or via the internet, like come on, we are in the 21st century. Like, surely we don't need to be talking about voter ID as being a principle. And also, I worry that this is a slippery slope for them basically saying, okay, you didn't vote. Now we're going to start penalising people who don't vote. Mm-hmm. When actually maybe not wanting to vote is a political deci- de- yeah, um, yeah. choice in for themselves as well. So yeah. I'm just like, bye, there's other issues, man. I'm not going to forget that you sort ran up austerity and now you're trying to act like you want to be here for the people putting in money into these areas like people haven't forgotten like people are still living the effects of you know having to live in poverty or going to food banks under Mm -hmm. that particular Mm -hmm. government so yeah i'm not for it okay i i agree with the voter id stuff i mm -hmm. i don't understand the the thinking process i don't think that it's one of the pressing issues in our country no. i don't think anyone's having <laughs> sleepless night thinking oh bloody hell, you i know, mean i need we need to do voter id because i'm so passionate about this <laughs> i i just don't see this as a problem mm. i don't understand why they've done this so it's it's really odd it's so i'm sure the queen's feet like i'm sorry like to talk about you know a strong domestic policy agenda yeah. come up with that do you know what i think because it's like flat. it's kind of like the entire um queen's speech like the entire thing like i don't know if i can say this but it's basically like middle england's like wet dreams so like whenever they like have no no but on on a level because like with um saying like they want voter id is just like really like strong like i don't know um, in in conjunction yeah. with all that kind of it yeah. kind of it kind of well, is part of that like I, I has the same like that. smell i, think that I don't they're know trying to, yeah no i agree with that i think they're trying to sort of um go back to their core conservative voters and try yeah, and steal yeah, yeah. them away from UKIP and the Brexit party going in for stronger sentences yeah. someone like Priti Patel at the helm of oh, the home office you but know then, the conservative party are strong on crime and mm. that's been something that he's been saying from day one exactly. so this is definitely a, a, a general election yeah no it's but basically then, like it doesn't then go with you know liberal conservative a small image that you're trying to project but, because the whole um, violence that is the one thing that pissed me off I completely agree with you do you know what when he was giving a speech yesterday and he was talking about stop and start I was like Julia's not going to have it <laughs> <laughs> go watch this like, are, are you kidding me right now right and that is literally pandering and parroting that whole tough on crime yeah. you know they want to terrorise criminals mm, yeah. when we know the racial bias of stop and such mm. and now you want to give more power to public service uh, providers are you it made absolutely no sense and it's completely going against this whole yeah. I'm a liberal and trying to say I used to be the um, mayor of London mayor of London and that means I'm liberal no Mm-mm. anyway I'm not going to add any more to it because you've already said it Aziz 
that yeah. particular one is the one thing that really annoyed me. So I heard the Queen's speech. I'm going to go back to Lib Dem Conference again because it was pretty beautiful. Mm, you guys, you're still and then your, there was, um, And then I went back to the motion that we passed, mm. which basically took, was the complete opposite of what Boris did in that... Yes, there's a racial bias with stop and search. So we need to look into that and stop that. Mm. We need to look at the root causes of white people committing crime. Mm. We need to make sort of diversionary measures, mm. a statutory duty. Mm. And now, I mean, come on. It's behind the times, man. We need to, we, we genuinely we do back? need to move forward. And like, even just talking about the Green Party conference, one of the things that they announced was um, they want to abolish the Home Office because the Home Office is too set in its institutional ways. And like, we need to think about how we can restructure government so that it works for the people. So for example, one of the things they said is having a youth select committee where young people are actually brought into the process of actually challenging the government and they have some teeth. Mm. Um, talking about, well, like a welfare minister as well, so that well-being minister, sorry, so that we're thinking about people's well-being at the heart of all of these issues. And it's just like... There's so much about our government that doesn't, is not true to real democracy. And that even being the voting system in itself, like, why do we not have proportional representation? Hey, I, I was waiting for when you might say that. Come on, like no, a but true come green. on. Like, no, this. I agree with <laughs> like you. Like a though. true minority want, party. Oh my God. <laughs> I 100% <want Wow>. <laughs> agree with you. Do you know what we should do? Play proportional PR bingo. <laughs> Every With time we lived there, so grim like, yeah, but, um, but there were other policies, though. There were, do you not think that there were some good ones? I mean, I mean, do you think there were good ones? I, really odd. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, really odd thing that I actually, um, was, it's, it's so random, but I think it's because of the space that I work in. But the, it's, it's so tiny, but the employment bill on allocation of tips. I thought that that oh, was yeah. I thought that was a nice touch, was and it was good. a nice it was a nice nod to Theresa May because she's mm. been working on this for like two years, yeah. and you know to, to that I know it seems tiny, but to, no, to the people is, that work in those industries, it's not it's, tiny. It's, it's, it's a huge. big deal for them. Yeah. It is nice, yeah. But as you rightly said, there like the vote ID thing. There are so many bigger issues that are affecting people mm. generally. I, so, so so just just to be fair mm. of the Queen's speech. You were saying the thing that was the nicest. <laughs> no, album. the thing that I think most people date like people, normal people that will directly affect their lives. Okay, that all right, fair. Okay, it, it, it is true. Most you're right. pe- like most young people will work in retail or mm-hmm. work as waiters. Like I think that will put more money in their pockets. Yeah, like, okay. there's something they yeah. can see immediately. But I did like the um, domestic abuse um, well, announcement, which is basically uh, I think it was like one last nice thing to maze because obviously that was one of the yeah. burning injustices commitments. So I thought that was quite nice. And the fact that you're now having to define what domestic abuse is in law. Mm. So it removes a lot of that ambiguity as to whether or not. And, you know, domestic abuse is huge. I'm a Tory, but do you know what? I think this is all just... Whilst I'm kind of happy with it, I just feel like... Because I know most of this will probably not make it to the floor of Parliament. Mm. So I feel like we're just going to go back to where we started anyway. I think that someone like Boris Johnson, who has looked to be Prime Minister since he was like in nappies. Like this, he's always wanted this. When people say that he's going to cancel party conference, I thought, no, he wouldn't. Why would he miss the chance of standing in front of his membership and saying, you know, I am your Prime Minister. This Mm. is what he's lived for. And why would... This is why... he wanted the Queen's speech as well to get the Queen there to have all that pump and all that mm-hmm. regalia of it all but don't you think it's still Prime Minister like, inappropriate though because it's like essentially like a party platform like it was because mm. like, we haven't even discussed like the fact that because Jeremy Corbyn called it a fast yeah. like, the, the, like it's basically him making his last ditch like um pitch to the people like look at us like we can give tips to people and also we like lock people up like we're great like yeah. No, I because I mean, whether like, I we was... like it or not, whether we can pick bits that we like or we don't like, chances are he's not going to be able to deliver yeah, yeah, any nothing. of it. Yeah. So that's why it is a farce. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's but a I joke. Thought, he's really called Parliament dead. So why would you then want to yeah, bring yeah. in new policies to a <laughs> dead Parliament? He's like, like, I'm getting, I'm getting this thing in before I leave. Like, yeah, I need, yeah. to, I need to have this. Do you see the way he was smiling? I was like, what? He's, he just wants it. He wants that attention <laughs> to be about him, to people, yeah. people to keep talking about yeah. him. And I think that that's definitely what he wants. So do you guys think that... Um, 
the Queen's speech will go through with I this mean, dead parliament. He's got minus I think it might, majority. Don't you think he it will? Because like there's those um the Tory rebels. I think there's like twenty one, um and. It's looking like we're going to talk about Brexit in a bit, but it's looking likely that there's going to be like some sort of deal, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, there's different, there's conflicting views on that. Yeah. Um, but because no deal's off the table, don't you think those Tories will probably? Do you think is no deal completely off the table though? Like, I don't think like the prime minister has. I don't. I don't has, know. Has I mean, like, I'm policy. just. I don't think he said no deal is completely off. That's the, table. the thing. Like, how do we discuss this? Because we can say all things being equal, or like, because there's so many different variations of like whatever what I can mean, happen. Like, do you know what I mean? It is law that if he doesn't get anything by the nineteenth, he has to go and get an extension. So I don't know how he's going to work around unless he wants to break the law. Well, well, he I mean, couldn't. He just say. Oh yes, okay. I'm going to ask for a technical extension because obviously we're we're not able to pinpoint a deal um, for the 17th and the 18th. Um, hold on, hold on. Before we get into into Brexit, can someone just outline where we are? Because so, some people really don't know. I'm don't not know really myself. I don't. I don't even <laughs> this Brexit thing. Not me. Brexit. So um, let's do. Yeah, do you want to do, do it? Do you wanna? We can we can tag team. We can tag team. So apparently. Boris now has a new deal after he's got, what, 100% defeat in Parliament so far, the most that anyone's ever had. He supposedly has a new deal or has put forward a new deal to um, Brussels and EU. There's the Council Summit on the 17th, 18th, where they get to decide whether or not they want to go forward with the, basically do they vote for the deal or not yes yeah, so that's the, the European that, elect, the European, right? yeah once yeah. they do and if they do come out and say yes we agree with the new deal which is tweaking the backstop I'm not going to go into that it's too much but if they do say yes there is a deal Boris now have to go back to parliament on the 19th which is when we're having a Saturday um, sitting yeah. mm-hmm. to vote on that deal chances are that deal will fail because now there are rumours going on that Labour have already been whipped to vote against vote it. Against it. Yeah. Right. He still hasn't got that majority. That's He can't get over the arithmetic in Parliament. Right. And if that deal then fails, he has to seek an extension under the Ben Act, Hillary Benn's private member's bill. bill yeah. And that's basically where we're at. So, and also... Um, that's if he gets a deal. If he doesn't get a deal, which the European Union are saying, well, actually, whilst there's some good signs that a deal could be made, but they don't think they have enough time to yeah. sign off a deal. Isn't it like midnight tonight? <laughs> Into, is yeah, like to sign off a deal. So if there isn't a deal, he, according to the Ben Act, he still has to seek for an extension mm. until the 31st of January. And the Prime Minister has said he won't seek for an extension. Um, however, there was a uh, court ruling that said that if he doesn't want to do it as a sort of political stunt, um, a civil servant can do it on his behalf, right. which will be in effect the UK government, which will still be him. But I think someone like him, because oh, he said, I'd rather die in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And it's made it very personal. So I think it will be quite <laughs> difficult for him to stand up and say, I'm seeking an extension. Mm-hmm. So I think he will find, or you could see someone like Dominic Raab, Writing or right, seeking right. for an extension, um, so that he so doesn't. So he's Rab? not personally um, tainted. So Dominic Raab is the foreign secretary and de facto number two, so deputy prime minister, if you will. So mm. he could do that and try and stay away from it mm. if that were to happen. Okay, just quick question then for everyone: How do you feel about this whole Brexit thing? I feel like my mental health is, is struggling. Like working as a political consultant, and that's not even a joke. Like mm. I feel like. The purgation, working, doing all this work and then last minute having it dropped, not having any certainty to your job, your like what you're planning. Not like I'll lose my job, but I mean in terms of the work I'm working on mm-hmm. at the moment and things I've put into place. I've been working on for months. Mm-hmm. And then for purgation to happen and everything was dropped at the it last minute and cancelled. And I have to do do everything all over again. Imagine working to find to get ministers to come to your events and Arrange meetings and everyone's gone. Like it's it's so you're really, actually directly I'm feeling actually, that yeah, it's no, uncertainty. Yes. People working really late because of it, mm. and it's just it's and it's been non-stop for three years. Oh god. So yeah, same. I work I work for a member of European Parliament, so mm. I may not have a job on the thirty first of October, but I think 
I think that's a small price to pay. I think why on a wider issues, all these European um, members of the European Parliament are making decisions, are passing EU legislations. Mm. We are the forefront in driving it. Mm. We will not benefit from that. Mm. So all of the plans on the on climate emergency, which the EU's version goes further than the UK's version, mm-hmm. and the UK will have to follow the EU law on that. Um, things around the migrant crisis, mm-hmm. things around how we fix, you know, the budget that was set in, we're all deciding that now the UK will not benefit from it, our human rights. And so all of that is at play. And I think working in it and having them come from a consultancy beforehand, Mm. my life has been Brexit for the past three years. Mm. But now I'm now starting to see the real impact Mm -hmm. in that people will not be able to get medications. This is a thing. Hate crime has gone up. This is a thing. Mm. And it's just, and people are so angry. People like are I was, so I was angry. walking. In, I I had a meeting in uh, the Palace of Westminster today, and I was coming out, and you know there are always protesters standing outside. Mm-hmm. So there was like lovely. So there was a protester, obviously Remainer, had the EU flag and everything, just standing there with his flag, and there was a lovely like middle-aged woman walking past. She looks like a sweet lady. You think, you know, this is such an intelligent woman. She just started arguing with him, like, you're ridiculous, you know, pointing fingers at him. And I was like, what, in the middle of the street? And this is someone that looked like a normal person, if you will. And just to start arguing with a random stranger in the middle of the street about politics just Mm. did not feel like real world. Wow. What what about you? Um, I'm a little bit more removed. I mean, like... um, So for the past couple of years, I've literally been seeing it as someone who loves politics and likes to like read politics. And like, I've, um, I always steep myself in like reading stuff and understanding things. And it's kind of like spiraled out of control. Basically for this podcast, I have to be like, yeah, what is going on? Like I had to just double check because it's so like, it's so incomprehensible. Like, Mm. um, I think Brexit generally, like, I just think it's, it's just so ridiculous. Like, it's just so ridiculous that we've gotten to this point. It's like sometimes every once in a while, like you're in it and then you have like an out of body experience where you're like, what are we doing? Mm. <laughs> like, this is, ab- this is ridiculous. Like, mm. why are we in this situation? So, um, and also I have no idea how um, we're going to get out of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, like. I don't think you're the only one on that. I don't think. No, 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 no. That's idea. the thing. Nobody, nobody <laughs> knows. Like, has no clue. Not one person knows. No one on this earth knows what's going to happen. Mm. Does, that freaks me out. Like, I actually have like an existential crisis. I'm like, absolutely no one knows. Um, so that's how I feel like, it's, it's like I'm spiraling. <laughs> the reason why I also ask the question is because I just imagine there's so many people who listen to this podcast and, or people who haven't listened to this podcast before and thinking that politics is so huge. It's so um, hard to tap into. It's so broad that actually mm. it doesn't concern you and it gets a bit like overwhelming. Um, but for people who currently work in politics, it too is extremely overwhelming. And yeah. like the things that, it, how it ripples into society and your everyday work is also kind of like... I'm actually tired of this. Yeah. Me personally, so since the first season, I don't work in politics anymore. Officially, I'm not part of the, I don't work for the Green Party um, London Assembly office. I work still for the Greater London Authority, so in the mayor's office, mm-hmm. but in housing. And so seeing how it's affecting the housing situation mm-hmm. in London is quite interesting. Um, but because I'm not so tapped into politics, I'm like very removed. I'm like, Brexit, okay, it's not affecting my everyday life. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, and I find it really interesting because we can talk so passionately about it, but it's like, to what extent is this directly going to affect us? And should we be really invested in this when we are not going to be the ones making the decision? Because essentially, mm-hmm. this is why I feel like we should have a people's vote. Like, this is why there's going to be a march on the weekend about a people's vote again, because mm-hmm. we have to bring it to the people. It's been three years. Like, mm-hmm. so much has happened. So much discussion has happened. People are... Um, enlightened to different things that they weren't enlightened to before. I think one of the biggest things for me was I remember when the um, election was going on and the campaigns were going on and Remain said that there will be an issue with the Irish and Northern Irish border. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I remember the Brexit campaign saying that is just ultimate fear mongering. Oh my God. And I remember thinking, oh, if that's fear mongering, that is deep, you know, because you're talk- you're like bringing up recent history yeah. that people don't want to relive. And I was just sitting on the sideline thinking, mm, that's tense. Like if this is all about politics, just for political game, that's deep. 
And now we are in the discussion (laughs) about the Northern Ireland and Irish border. And I just Mm. thought to myself, do you know what? How many people overlook that being a real issue because of what was said in the media at the time? That must be like really shocking and really hurtful, especially if you were one of the people that agreed that it could have been fear-mongering. Do you know what I mean? And so I do feel like we should have a people's vote because as much as... um, as much as this discussion hasn't really moved on, I think we've learned more than we knew exactly. at the time before. Yeah. Um, guys, and I think I'm it's wor- just... I'm worried. I feel like... If, what if people vote leave again and we're back? That's no, but, but, but yeah, and that's it should be fine. fine. And it should be on a... I, oh, I don't know yeah, if you no, agree, but... No, it's not but like, fine. Do you know why it's not fine? Because <laughs> no one knows if... No one knows the deal. <laughs> no, but no if, we, if we have... If, either, obviously, there's a people's vote, but if there's going to be a, a referendum, I definitely feel like it should be... Um, concerning like a deal, like we should be yeah. voting, like not just like an oh, is it remain or like this okay. is this is the tangible no, thing, yeah, exactly. and this is the this is the other because like the then 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 we've had like something that feels more like real, something. exactly. Okay, who's going to the march on Saturday? Yeah. I don't do marches. I have a crunch. Of course we are eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do marches. No. You don't feel like the idea that I have to wake up, Tories do canapes, have a shower, that is get on the train, just stand outside. Really, such a Tory thing. It is a Tory thing. I just, yeah. I, don't, I just don't, I feel like... You don't like gathering with people. It makes you... In other ways. Is it just gathering with people you don't believe in that type of direct action. democracy <laughs> or action? Because, I, I like, think, I really want to ask you... What you think everything about is done in smoking now. rooms. Oh, no, like, you don't want you know. to know what I think about extension rebellions. Let's not. Um, do you know what? No, I don't God love them. I, I think people should have the right to do what they want in okay. the system, but it's not It's not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. But, um... Okay, we've just got a couple of minutes, but we thought it might be helpful to sort of run through what is likely to happen um, next week as well. So next Monday and Tuesday, we're expecting a Commons vote on the Queen's speech. So usually this vote is symbolic. So Parliament would usually vote for the Queen's speech so that the government can carry out its domestic policy agenda. Um, But who knows? We may never. We, we it may be voted down. I don't know if I should say this or not. If I should what? Start what? Have you got? Give, give, give our listeners the gossip. Hey, she's give got new gossip. gossip that's come she's literally like a fresh robot. off the press. Come on. There's a high chance. Mm. Oh, by the time this gets published, you would be out anyway. So the Lib Dems are going to table an amendment so that there's a people's vote to the Queen's speech. Boom! Wow. Oh my god! But do you think that that will will it pass? I mean. Yeah, the but number of people that want a people's vote is quite it's quite a lot um, in terms of the numbers. So there is a real chance that it would pass because it's a minority Tory. So mm. I don't know. If we've got Labour on board, all of Labour on board, Greens on board, NCP on board, of course, all the Lib Dems, some of the Tory rebels, mm. there's a high chance that it might pass. It might be a very tiny number, but mm. I think it might pass. Is that... We, is, but, yeah. Is that to, to stall everything or to make sure that the Ben Act like kicks in or like... Yeah, and to, to make sure that whatever deal you get, if Boris does end up getting a deal, it goes to the people. That is the people's vote. That'll be tabled tomorrow, Monday. Oh, well, that's very interesting. We'll see well, what you heard happens. It, you, Wait, heard it, you heard it here first, but you'll be hearing it last because it's that's um, true. So yes, well, a, a Queen's speech has never been voted down. Last time it was voted down, it was 1924, and the Prime Minister resigned, and the Labour minority government uh, took what oh. came into power. So well, hope, could we see hope. that? Ha- <laughs> <laughs> if God is good, if God is good, hey, don't bring God into this. And another little fact: go on. Parliament hasn't. The last time Parliament sat on a Saturday was during the Falkland War. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the last time Parliament uh, voted <laughs> against the new Prime Minister. <laughs> Sorry. I can't even get it out. I don't think that's ever happened, right? He got voted down, what, is it three times? Against? I mean, every single vote yeah, has so far. Like, also, every single yeah, one. Yeah, 100%. We're not even, we're not no, even counting. No, 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 no. 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 He's already made history. He's already made history. Okay. <laughs> We may see uh, another vote. Boris might bring another vote on a general election on Wednesday. Okay. Let's see what, see what happens. Yeah, that went well, pop if the, off. If, the, if, if he does it through first, um, the Fixed Term Parliament Act, well, it won't because you need two thirds of the House to vote for it. Yeah. But then he may find some other means that would require a simple majority and he could 
just scale through and get it. How would that work? And and also if he calls if he, he if he agrees to an extension, if the government does call for an extension, I can fair. then see Corbyn and mm. everybody else saying, Do you know what, all right, let's take it to the polls. Exactly. And they could potentially, there's nothing stopping them from having a referendum and an election on the same day. So if I were the Lib Dems and the and the <laughs> Labour Party, I would say, fine, we'll go for a general election as long as you make sure that there's a referendum on the same day. I'm so, tired. I can't campaign anymore. <laughs> I think it's yeah. just sometimes it sometimes feels like it's a little bit of a waste of money. Like yes. a lot of this costs sometimes. This costs sometimes. millions of pounds yeah. to run these these um general elections. But I do I genuinely do feel like it's time for the people to to speak again um and make a decision about what they want because politics is so divided now. Like you can't just vote for a party anymore you're voting actually for your mp because that mp will therefore decide whether they're going mm. to take forward your your views or not so mm. yeah okay well i think we've talked we've covered a lot in this um episode um want to know what you guys think so join the conversation hashtag consensus podcast and follow us on twitter don't forget at the underscore consensus underscore and we've got 30 seconds left so des do you want to tell listeners a little bit about you yes of course something um, that they may not know something that they may not know um i'm 23 years old um so wise, I used yeah. to be the baby of the group. Yes, we <laughs> have a newbie. Um, no one's ever called me wise before, so that's uh, that's <laughs> oh, wise. Oh, you know, um, I don't know what else to say. There is what, so why many... did you get involved in politics, and why um, did you want to be on this podcast? So I basically, I um, want to move into political journalism ultimately. And since I've um, so my first job out of university, I was a sabbatical officer, so I was elected to be part um, a member of. A, a leader of my student union mm-hmm. um, and I was the equality officer um, and I kind of didn't know whether I wanted to be in politics and that just that made me decide I didn't want to be in politics because <laughs> it was like it's kind of like a microcosm of like yeah. wider politics and it's really intense and it's kind of like yeah. I compare it to the Stanford prison experiment I don't know if you've heard of that like it's just like people kind of I don't know, like pretending to be adults and it's kind of like, it can be quite yeah. intense. And um, obviously there's real people's lives at stake, but, stake, but sometimes it can be quite um, intense. And then um, my first job at uni, I, I did social media for uh, a major magazine. And then um, now I'm a reporter, but I report on like TV industry news, which is interesting, That's but cool. like eventually, um, yeah, we'll Maybe see what goes That's on. So I do have some... Or like a political experience sort of like not really but um well real life experience i think is important so yeah definitely got lots mm-hmm. of that i want to be seasoned i want to yeah. i want to know i want to know about the world <laughs> seasoned like chicken yeah seasoned like chicken yes <laughs> that's gonna be my new twitter bio thank you <laughs> uh thank you guys for listening i think if you haven't learned anything uh in this episode lots and lots of funky things that Des has told us apparently uh, Middle England's wet dream yep. I think that's mm-hmm. going to stay with me uh, so thanks Sleep for that you've, you've ruined everything <laughs> so um, we will speak to you again next week actually you've got this team again next week so mm. looking forward to talking to you guys again take care bye. take care bye, bye. bye.